Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. Okay, we're back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry talking about the world of cinema, of course. Uh, a little shorter abbreviated podcast. We're going to review Kong and Godzilla and talk about movie news and such. Uh, on the back end, if you're listening on Wobo 1190 and 107.5 FM, we're going to have the greatest monster movies of all time that Chuck and I did a couple of years ago um, in honor of the two biggest monsters going head to head in Godzilla versus Kong. Chuck, before we talk about everything uh, we thought about the film, let's welcome you in right now. And, and, and first off, talk about the success it's doing in the theaters right now. Chuck, how you doing? I'm uh, doing really well, Mike. Yeah, no, it was good news for the industry because uh, Kong versus Godzilla. Is it Kong? What is the it's, name? I of think it? it's Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, I, I mean, after seeing the film, it really felt like a King Kong movie yeah, more than a Godzilla movie. It's a movie. Kong movie. It is. But, but let me just say good news for the industry because on Wednesday, the day the film opened, which is same day as HBO Max, Godzilla vs. Kong did 9.6 million. I heard it did yesterday, which is Friday. Uh, for uh, 15 or 16 million and it's on pace to do 50 million dollars uh wednesday through uh sunday which is a huge huge um shot in the arm for theaters and the industry as a whole now you think, they were showing, uh, you think and, Warner brothers say, hey hold on do you think Warner yeah. brothers is regretting putting it on hbo max too um not necessarily because i think covid became an opportunity to experiment with many different types of formats. So I don't think they regret it. Um, but I just want to preprecise and say that at the Stroud Mall in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, where I live, they were showing it like every 20 minutes and, um, but limiting it to 20 people per theater. And it was oh, selling wow. out at 20 people a theater, constant sellouts opening day. And then I know for a fact, because I had a buddy drive down to New York, Manhattan to go see it. And they were selling out this movie in New York, in Manhattan, which is really good. I will tell you this. The Stroud Mall doesn't have a lot of seating to begin with, but that's OK. Oh, 20 is pretty a, good. That, because now you live in Indiana. That's a, that's a pretty much well, a, that, yeah, that's, an egregious, that's an egregious slap in the face. But get ahead. Well, listen, you're in a mall. You're in a mall. I don't care where you put the theater. Uh, well, I saw okay. it in an IMAX theater. I had a difficult time finding um, the right time I wanted to go to. That was a good sign because a uh, certain nights, so, like, we wanted to go Saturday night. We couldn't find a seat because of social distancing and all that stuff. So we went last night instead. Um, who who do you go with? Me and my daughter. We okay. went and, and it was a pretty full theater. I, I will say that it was a uh, uh, loud IMAX loud and IMAX gigantic, which is good because these are. These what did it feel big, like walking into the theater? What did it feel like? I felt normal. I don't I don't. Okay. I, yeah, I don't. I'm vaccinated, by the way. Got my second shot this week. Really? So, yes. I'm, uh, I don't get vaccinated till April 13th. I, I think I was on the good looking appealing list. Yeah. Uh, tra yeah. Charming. Yeah, charming. You, you probably missed all the texts for uh, 50 uh, and over, 60 and over. And hello. You, get out. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, all right, Chuck. Well, let's dive into this movie. And, and we'll start by saying, look, you and I are not huge fans are, of either one of these series of anything. I think I like Skull Island better than you did. Um, not, But I'm not doing cartwheels over any of these things. No. And overall, I think they've all been missed opportunities to do something special. I completely agree. Let, and, let me just let's just start. Let me just listen. I'm going to give you one sentence 
to describe what I felt, and then you and then you you give me one sentence, and then you talk about it. You want to hear my sentence after yeah. I, I watch? Now I watched it on HBO Max on a sixty-five inch four K TV of my ice cream parlor. Okay, I enjoyed the movie, really, but it, but it was weird. It's an but utter it, mess. It, it, it's it a was mess. it was a, it was weird. No, I, I go ahead. You, you, no, you, here I think it's a it's another missed opportunity. It's an utter mess. Everything Godzilla was. All over the place, Chuck. I didn't know what the hell was going on with the Apex and Kyle Chandler and Millie Bobby Brown. I mean, there's just so much backstory and exposition that is so unneeded. Just get the two monsters together and fight. I don't need all this other stuff. Um, and and the whole villain Apex thing out of nowhere. Uh, look, Chuck, I thought the Kong aspect was good. I like the new little girl. I love Rebecca Hall. She's always good. But the little girl put, is a really good, uh, a good, good uh, casting. Let's it put it this movie Chuck. hot. It brought the movie hot. Go ahead. It did, but Chuck, what? Rebecca Hall, Kyle Chandler, Skarsgård, uh, 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 um, and Billy Bobby Brown. These actors are way too interesting to be reading some dialogue in this movie that is just utter nonsense. And Kyle Chandler, I, I know they had good comic relief. Yeah, Kyle Chandler comes and goes. Kyle Chandler, it's almost like. Uh, it's like they 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 uh, airlifted him onto the set, and I'll he tell you only what, had like twenty minutes to shoot. And they said, "All I, right, Kyle, come back another day." I would love to know what he made for this film because he he has maybe much. four sentences of dialogue. And Rebecca Hall is so good; she's much too serious of an actress to be trying to pull off this. It's a paycheck not, movie. Not, yeah, it is, paycheck. but it's utter nonsense. The back. And what, what about uh, Alexander Skarsgård? Uh, I mean, he's appealing he's a, as he's, an actor. But he's a unique, he's an interesting presence, but he's not much more. Chuck, there's way too much yeah. going on that isn't monsters fighting in this film. I'm sorry. And the backstory between how they going to figure out how to get Godzilla and King Kong to actually match up. And I didn't realize there was a whole other earth within the core of the earth. Well, that, that part was, can I say something? You're going to, you're listening here. Yeah, I'm listening. Uh, okay. Guess what this movie, I know you're going to say what, but guess what this movie reminded me of. Beside the design adventure, not beyond a beside adventure, <laughs> but I'm glad we got that out of the way. I, it's going to sound for, for people who, are on my wavelength here. They're going to say, that's an interesting thought. How about Jason X? It, it, it well, it, it does put Kong in a world that, um, it, it felt, it felt like what they did is I did not expect what they did here. I'm telling you, I had no, I, I, I was like, okay, I'm not a big fan of Kong Skull Island. I know a lot of people like it. I don't dislike it. It's just like, it's okay. Right. Yeah. And the two Godzilla movies, the first one had some interesting stuff. The Brian Cranston, uh, Cranston stuff at the beginning was really good. Uh, it has some good stuff, but its direction is uh, up and down. The second one, the go second Godzilla movie, it does no justice to the the uh, human characters at all. Okay, and it's I don't okay. care about it's that okay. stuff. I really don't. But but this one, this one goes into an air, like I think it's like like when when they go into the second Earth and like I'm, I'm like, what is this? Like it's, it's just it felt so sci-fi. It's like a this is a science fiction movie. It is with it is. King Kong and Godzilla. Now now I, I don't want to give away a, a ton of spoilers, but Godzilla is a very much a secondary character in this film. This is I a agree. Kong movie. This is a Kong movie. I agree. And 100%. I like listen Kong the CGI. When you look at what Marco, what was his name? Marco Rimbaldi uh, in a Godzilla, in a King Kong suit in, uh, in, in Dino De Laurentiis' King Kong in 1976. A movie that I really do like, though, because I, I love Jessica. I, I, I've always said I've never seen a better looking woman on a movie screen than Jessica Lange in King Kong. Right. And I thought Jeff Bridges was really cool. And I like Charles Durning. And that score 
was awesome. Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin. Charles right. Gro- what did I say? Yeah, jo- yeah Charles Grodin. And that's Although mu- Charles Durning would have been interesting in that role as well. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that musical score in Kong in 76 was awesome. It was by right. the guy who did the Bond movies, right? right. Okay. Um, but this one, it just veers into like such a sci-fi, like Tron. Somebody told me, yeah, it's like Tron. It, it, like the, the graphics. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, but I'm telling you, Mike, I did. I had fun. I did enjoy it. I, I felt it was I weird, no but I did. I enjoyed it. Uh, the only fun I had was at yeah. the end and the fight scenes. You didn't um, think Kong was good in this movie? I thought Kong. I thought everything Kong. Well, he's in this on film the screen ninety percent of the time. I know, but Chuck, the other stuff is so distracting. What about the comic relief, the conspiracy theorist? I did not like that no? at all. I okay. didn't. I love Millie right. Bobby Brown. I did not like her role in this I, film at all. I, I, I was fine with them. It, it, she, she's almost. It's almost like a subplot that they go back. But. But it makes like no those, sense. I, it's a subplot that's unnecessary. But they, but they, it but it, supplies some, it did supply some good comic relief. No, I it, think. Listen, let me ask you another question. Uh, this director, I thought he had a love for what he was doing here. The fight sequences, like the, the, it, 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 yeah. was a, it, it felt like a homage to when we were kids watching. It did. The, the, I will. The, I will the, say the, this. But as cheesy an adult- Godzilla, the cheesy Godzilla stuff, right from uh, from the Japanese stuff. No, yeah. It felt like that. He was paying a homage. And then it throws it's like, okay, this is like the weirdest thing I've seen since Jason X, a movie, uh, Jason Voorhees movie uh, that they did in outer space. Right. That was that was a little bizarre, but I was entertained. Now, the budget's a little different between Jason X and, you think? and this one. I mean, I would think they spent one hundred and fifty million dollars easily on this thing. But it was it was bizarre. It was bizarre. But. Well, I think I, it's I honestly, it. I think. I think it's the worst of the batch of all of them. Um, it's so different. You can't. It's almost like you can't even compare. The tone is so different. It's hard to compare them. If they were going to do something like this, you got to back out all the other characters from all the other movies and just do something completely different. Well, those, uh, oh, I, that might be a fair. I, I can't disagree with that. All it the is, other characters completely and, different. It, it and and I'm sorry. What did Kong Bella is, think? What did Bella? Your daughter think? She loved it. She thought it was okay. Great. So she here's thought, a deal. Here's a deal. Maybe the reality is you're starting to get older. Listen, most people are going to agree with me on this. I'm, one, Chuck. No, I'm always going to be young at heart. Listen to me here. Yeah. Next week, I think is you take a week off and I do this show with your daughter here. Maybe, maybe um, I did have I did like <laughs> the fight scenes. I did. like, yeah. But at some point in time, the scale of the two monsters on in Hong Kong was I was just like, all right. But didn't did he gave the director gives this? It's sort of a, a high tech cheesy look. It like, does. He, he the films in cl- he films in close ups, right? Yep. Yep. And when they hit the buildings, it's almost like he's it's almost like they're throwing each other into like matchbox buildings. Yes, that's you know? what I, I did. I did. It did. He did that on purpose, that. though. He, yeah, I, I mean, that he that gave it a fun element. But if you actually want to sit I know, back, and Mike, think, I know, I know some people who went to see this movie that had a rip roaring good time. I, I did not now, have a rip. The audience good time. didn't respond at all. Um, there was uh, some cheers when I don't want to give too much away, but there okay, was some yeah. cheers when there should have been cheers. I'll say okay. that. Okay. Well, did um, they laugh? Did they laugh at some? Of the I didn't hear a lot of laughs. No, Not I at didn't all. hear a lot of laughs. Okay. I didn't. And uh, now listen, I'm a little different because it's loud. You don't automatically hear the audience as much as you normally would. But really? um, I got to ask you, if there's people in all those buildings, they must have wiped out about half a million people in this. They film, didn't even so. once they were fighting. They barely they really don't even, they don't even you show barely people. See, it's uh, not like uh, it's not like. Um, it's not like the Man of Steel where you see, you know, the destruction of people. Yeah, people are falling they, they out of buildings. Ignore, they just ignored. Oh, well, I guess there's people, maybe. Right? Yeah, I just there was too much. To, there was too much to bother me in it the to C, like it the, enough. The, the, the effects, the CGI was flawless, though. It was. Kong Chuck, looks great. 
I, I just I guess the bottom line is there's too much in it that bother me to enjoy the good parts. OK, one out of ten. What do you give it? I'm getting it about a five. And that, oh, I'm going to I'm going to give it a I'm going to give a uh, I'll give it a I'll give it a solid seven. But there is no doubt about it. And I agree with it. This is a King Kong movie. Anybody you know, going in wants to see Godzilla. Good luck. Um, and, and they make him a bad I mean, he's a bad guy for an hour and 40 minutes of this movie. I mean, yeah, he, you know, they really sympathize with the con character. Oh, which they is a little surprising. You're, you're right. You, they, I wonder when they were writing your script, if they were thinking about doing it the other way. Well, they I also have. I would also question to Chuck. And, yeah. and this is and I'm glad you brought up the script. You're sitting down at the yeah. table. Sorry, yeah. where are we going with this storyline? It's a telling, vision. It's a tell- vision. I agree with you. But this is a director's vision. He had a vision of Middle doing Earth? something. Come yeah, on. I, I, I didn't just, expect that stuff. I'm telling you, Mike, I, I had no idea I was going to see any of that stuff. And King and, Kong, and, lives it was on bizarre. It, it was bizarre. But uh, but I but I but I wrote but I just went with it. And yeah, I, I guess I guess it's interesting. Look, I don't want to dive too, too too deep into the the backstory of these two characters. After this, though, in this franchise, where do you is there you're really running thin here. You're yeah, running. I don't think there's anywhere. I think this is it. But yeah. you know they'll do another one if it, you know they're going to uh, do another one. Yep, yep. All right, Chuck. What about what about the Me- Megla Megla Godzilla? That was I like that part. That was I the knew part they, that I it knew they were going to go. I knew they were going to go there. Yeah, they had to. There was no other direction to go. They killed all the other monsters in the last one. So yeah. that was where they were going. Um, so I'm glad it's making a lot of money. My what AMC Bella give Scott, it one to ten? What Bella give it? She'd probably give it a nine or a ten on wow. her. So wow. Um, it's again, good to be, it's not only good to be young at heart like myself. Yeah. Okay. So, what'd be, you think of the Space Jam uh, preview, Mister Young uh, at Heart? Mr. Oh, I young didn't see heart. that because I watched it on HBO Max. <laughs> well, there's a space. No, it just came out today. It's on streaming. You didn't oh, see it. Oh, I didn't it? see it. Yeah. I did not. No, I did not. I, I yeah. listen. I'm running two ice cream parlors in a smoothie shop and also a movie theater. I don't have the free time you do. Uh, Chuck, um, let's dive into some movie news here. Uh, again, it's an abbreviated uh, podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about some of the stuff. I got, let, let me do mine first because this veers into streaming. I got to be honest. With you, I was a little surprised this week when they announced that Netflix is going to uh, uh, cough up. How much money for uh, the two Knives Out sequels? I mean, what is the. Well, I, did, I did see the amount. Um, they're going to do two hundred fifty million. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. Netflix is because the, 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 the producer who's the writer, he had the option in his contract to shop the property, the sequels around. Right. Smart move. I, mean, I, I have a feeling yeah. this is going to be the more a lot. A lot of producers going to want to do this. Yeah. Because okay, there's so many avenues. So, OK, so Netflix is going to pay four hundred fifty million dollars for two Knives Out sequels. Right. That's before production. How, how are they going to make money? Like they're going to be they're going to be hundred million dollar movies, maybe seventy five. I don't know. So say say two hundred four six hundred mil. Say say low six hundred million dollars before you go go to production. How in the world are you going to make money? They're making money hand over fist. I guess I don't know. It doesn't matter. They they're making money. It doesn't money. matter. Well, they're buying these. They're able send, to purchase send, these for this amount of money. They are making me, money. It, it doesn't matter. Send me a Christmas present. Well, I mean, listen, Chuck, holy smoke. They, they know, their business model has been doing pretty well. I don't Is know. It how, really? How, how do we know? Well, they just paid four hundred fifty million dollars for two movies. That's how but, we know. But I, <laughs> I, mean, that's, I, I sometimes I wonder, is they, they just doing with this? A lot of this with stockholder money. They're making money elsewhere. It's like when you own a a baseball team and you pay $350 million for Francisco Lador and the Mets aren't making that money. He he can pay that. He can have the best player. I I, I understand. They can have the best movie because they're making money elsewhere. 
I don't know. Would I pay for I mean, Nice Out was a successful movie. Don't get me wrong. And it has potential with the Daniel Craig character and follow ups. I agree. Well, the movie makers I, don't care because they're going to make four hundred. No, I dollars. But if I'm Netflix or another entity, a studio, am I paying two hundred twenty five million dollars just to get the rights? Not even that's not even to produce them. Well, let's turn let's turn our attention to Snyder and his cut with the Warner Brothers and and, and the yeah. Justice League. It drew uh-huh. one point eight million households in the first five minutes of its release. So, pe- people watched it that way, Chuck, and 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 a lot of them. So, I don't know how that translates into money, like you said, but that's a pretty impressive mu- uh, number. One point eight households in the first five minutes of the release of the damn thing. Yeah, it, it is. You know, I was speaking to a buddy of mine today who's very knowledgeable and he, he this guy is a, like a fanatical movie mind, meaning he, he likes almost nothing he sees, but he'll analyze it and analyze it. But just smart dude. And he told me and, and we were going back and forth on the streaming model. He really believes that ultimately the Disney model will be the one that rules the roost, meaning movies will play in theaters the same day, but they also will eventually have an option to show them 20, $29.99. Yeah, and you pay extra. That, and- that, so, so that gives the viewer a choice. Oh, oh. The, only way, the only way that works, they're going to have to produce a lot more content to fill up movie screens. Maybe. Well, and I know I know this last release they had took it on the chin a little bit, too. It wasn't one of their better releases. This uh, the movie that came out a couple. But I do think with the success of that opening day and this weekend of Godzilla vs. Kong, it does show you that. People still look at going to a movie theater as um, a night out. I mean, you got to breathe air. I mean, Mike, Mike, we cannot just sit. On a couch eating Orioles and cheese doodles watching movies. No, I mean, I just don't believe the majority want to do that. Don't don't. get me wrong. Listen, don't get me wrong. I watch HBO. I I have a big TV. I watch on HBO Max because I was busy, you know. Yeah, you're busy. uh, The smoothies and the the ice cream and all. Yeah, we got it. We know what you do, Chuck. (laughs) Exactly. We we know how busy you are. And running a movie theater. But and, my, and, and my, your TV screen is probably as big as the Stroud Mall Theater, so I'll give but, you that. But because it's Godzilla vs. Kong, I'm not the huge, biggest fan of the franchise. But if this was like the next Jurassic Park movie or next Batman movie, no, I'm watching in a theater. It's not not even an option. I'm going I'm, to a movie theater. I'm glad you brought that up because the ending yeah. of this movie comes nowhere near the ending of Jurassic World, which is what they were trying to attempt. And I will tell you this. It's, it, the, the two emotions you feel between those two movies are immensely different. Now, you might have had a rip-roaring good time at the theater, but it's nowhere near Jurassic World and what they did with that reboot. So, Chuck, one final note before yeah. we do Fast Five here is Jessica Walter passed uh, passed away at the age of 80 last week while in between shows here. Of course, most known recently for the Arrested Development, but anybody that's a Clint Eastwood uh-huh. fan has to remember her great turn as the villain and play Misty for me. Now, what um, movie came out years later that was that really owed a lot of his success in terms of storyline to play Misty for me? Well, Fatal Attraction. Yes, Fatal sure, Attraction. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't want to go without bringing. She, of course, starred in a lot of TV stuff, too. And ironically, she had a TV series retired at 35 with George Siegel. They played husband and wife in that. And and they both recently have passed away. So she I was I, good. She was a very talented actress, no doubt about it. Um, Chuck, let's do yeah. Fast Five, and it's a good one. Let's um, go. Uh, it's a good one. Uh, we'll start. You know, we have a whole show uh, dedicated to Eddie Murphy, so we're not going to do Eddie Murphy. Um, so if you want to listen, um, we've got uh, Eddie Murphy best of. But Heath Ledger would have had a birthday, Chuck. Um, believe it or not, he would have just turned uh, 42 
uh, this weekend. Of course, he passed away in 2008. I mean, I guess the easy thing would be, say, the Joker in The Dark Knight. Yes, it would be. And that's what I would go with. Having said that, I'll throw another one. I, Roland Emmerich's The Patriot with Mel yep. Gibson. And I, I enjoy the heck out of that movie. I remember seeing that movie. Uh, it came out the same. I believe it came out the same weekend as The Perfect Storm. I'm pretty sure right. it did in 2000. I right. 2000 and I, yeah. I saw both one day apart. I enjoyed the heck out of both of them. And uh, but the Patriot was one of those movies like it got my adrenaline flowing. Like when Mel Mel snapped, you know, nothing. There's no, nothing he, more. There's nothing cooler than Mad Mad Mel on screen when he yep. when he sort of snaps. When, and, uh, when he dies, when Heath Ledger and, dies, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that villain in that movie, uh, he's a good villain. What's his yeah. name? Uh, Jason Isaacs. Yeah, Jason Isaacs, a yeah. good villain. Um, he can play nasty as good as anybody. Chuck Marlon Brando uh, would have been close to 100 years old, 97 years old this weekend. Marlon Brando, is it is it just easy to say Vito Corleone? It is, but uh, you know what? I think um, he's an interesting dude. I mean, read, no doubt. Read, read, you know, you don't need me to tell you. Go Google Marlon Brando and some of the interesting facts. This, that is one of the most interesting dudes. Of uh, He's a weird dude. I mean, and a, and a fascinating guy. Um, Jarrell, here's the thing. He's his screen time is Jarrell's like 14 minutes or less, right? Top billing but, too, by the way. And he got top billing and he got big money. And he, 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 uh, with Richard Donner, you know, when they met, he's like, uh, and I think I told this story before. He, he wanted to play Jarrell like as a green bagel and then in a briefcase and just a voice. And just, and then Richard Donner said, no, no, like, <laughs> let's do it my way. Okay. He got big money to do it. Uh, but he, he has a pro that, that, Casting adds a prominence to that role. I mean, it real it really does. Well, he was a problem in a lot of roles. He was a problem in Apocalypse Now too. Yeah, yeah, Prince because sport. he's so eccentric. I mean, he's just a, such an eccentric personality. Uh, you know, it's interesting, Chuck. From Apocalypse Now till his death, he only made eight movies, and that's just hard to believe. Um, yeah, and, and that was a we put a lot of weight on. He did that movie with Matthew Broderick, which was pretty good. He, yeah, the freshman. He's very the funny. He's kind of spoofing Vito Corleone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very good, very funny. And I love On the Waterfront. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Chuck Alec Baldwin, another interesting actor, another piece, you know, pain in the butt sometimes to a lot of people. Uh, Sixty-three years old. This weekend, I mean, the whole a lot cast, of great roles, the whole cast of Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, you know, I also want to bring up to his couple of turns in the Mission Impossible series. I thought were really good, especially in the last one, too. He was in. I thought he was very good in those movies. He's and he's great in The Departed. He's got a couple of really great scenes in that film. You know, Guy Hawking back. Not that it's one of his greatest roles, but it's one of, probably one of the first times I've ever seen him in, in Beetlejuice in 88. Yeah, right. Yeah. Very he's good sort of, he's, and I'm going to tell you something. I'm really. Uh, you're going to say, oh, wow. I, first thing I, I've seen Alec Baldwin was uh, he had a part on Knott's Landing. Yeah, and uh, right. he, he yeah. sort of like he became this preacher. He was this preacher character and he sort of snapped to see they, they he became a little crazy. Uh, but, yes, yeah, the first time I think I saw Alec Baldwin and, was Knott's Landing. And his small role in Working Girl is really good, too. He plays a boyfriend in the beginning. And, and of course, I liked him as Jack Ryan. Maybe not the best Jack Ryan, but the Hunter. Yeah, Black he's Dog. got a little bit of a temper problem in real life. But who does you think? Who you doesn't? Think? Uh, who doesn't 77 years old is Craig T. Nelson this weekend, Chuck, uh, obviously make big fame on coach. Well, I, I, I mean, I, listen, Poltergeist, he, he's an awesome father. Uh, he's really good in that movie and he's great. He's a great football coach in, uh, all the right moves, right? Yeah. He's really good in that movie. I think he might've gotten the coach job because he was so good in probably in all the right moves. And he, and, and listen, he scored on coach. He made, he, he, 
you know, he, he cashed in on coach and he cashed that in, was, he cashed in with a whole new generation. Cause he's the dad in the Incredibles movies as well. So he's yeah. doing that for Pixar. He's good. He's, he's always very good. good. Always good. How'd you like his turn as the villain in action? Jackson. <laughs> uh, he's an interesting villain. I think he was also a villain in one of the dog movies. Yeah, like Turner he, and Hooch, right? Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, put that on your resume, villain in yeah, a dog. Yeah, I understand. Uh, he actually killed the dog, I think. Uh, I think right. he did. Well, I mean, I know we bounce into a lot of different things when we do this show, but what in the world would I think it with that ending? Like nobody went crazy. to see that movie to see that ending. No, it's like he, the parents like turn into the kids and like, what the heck? Like, are they for real? Like, roll a reel back? Are you kidding me? Uh, what, what, what movie paralleled that movie that became successful a little? Jim, uh, Jim Belushi. Oh, uh, yeah. Canine. Canine. They, they, yeah. But they didn't kill the dog. Oh, no, no, no. Jerry Lee. Jerry, Jerry Lee lived. OK. Both very watchable movies, although the end of Turner and Hooch. I, I don't know what they were thinking. Um, I don't either. Last but not least, Tony Stark himself. Robert Downey Jr. How old do you think Robert Downey Jr. is? Uh, 57. 56. OK. Weekend. Um, look, it's easy to say Tony Stark. So don't say Tony Stark. Let's let's. Let's dive a little deeper into Robert Downey Jr. To me, it's Tropic Thunder. The, what he does in that movie is just incredible. Yeah, he's really good in that movie. You want to go way back and say, yeah. like, uh, less than zero? You and know, it's re- here's what's really interesting. You could go, when you watch Back to School, right? Yep, he's, he's, the, he's, the, he's the comic relief roommate yep. of uh, Keith Gordon's character. And, and uh, he's, he's really off the wall. And he, he was off the wall in his early career. He, had a, he looked a little different. Um, yep. And obviously, you know, we all know the story. And uh, David E. Kelly really gave a Robert Downey Jr. rebirth when he when he gave him a part on Ali McBeal, you know, back in the day. Yeah, and that really helped him because, you know, insurance companies didn't want to insure him because he was such a loose cannon. And obviously he had a serious drug issue, serious drug issue. Uh, but, you know, his when Marvel gave him the chances, Tony Stark. I mean, you talk about like igniting a new universe uh, and a genre. He, he couldn't have been perfectly. He could not have been better cast. That was his. That yep. that was like from the the gods from heaven cast him as Tony Stark. No doubt. No and doubt he's about great. It. Listen, he just has a he has a, a connection to the audience, which is rare. No. And everybody loves a redemption story, which he and, was able to. Re- Chuck, we'll do this all over again next week. My friend, I maybe do, my daughter will be here instead of me. I, so. I bring your daughter on. I, I could I could I, if, listen. I think uh, I like to take the shot with a new coast just one time. What do you think? All right. All right. We'll see what we can do. Have all a right, good I, one, my friend. To the audience. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure, Mike. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.